Welcome everyone. We are about to begin Be'ezus Hashem BPJ number 18. That's Bayez Panini joint shear, shear number 18. We're going to talk today about something that's painful that you have sometimes amongst couples where a husband tells the wife or a wife tells the husband, I don't love you anymore. I don't feel anything for you anymore. And we're going to talk about that uh, those words and how to deal with it and why it's important not to say it. And um, because the truth is, people say this even when their marriages are overall doing well or even if they're bumps in the road. But the words, I don't love you anymore, can create a tremendous impact on the one that's hearing it in a real earth-shattering way. And most of the time, Baruch Hashem, most of the time, when one says, I don't love you anymore, they don't really mean it. What happens is, very often, is they got very upset at each other, very angry about something, and they got into a real big fight, and one of them told the other, I don't love you anymore. Or sometimes... The truth is, and here is one of the big Yesaidais in Shalom Bayis that I need to stress more and more because it's very true. In even the best of marriages, Hashem places, just like in all of life, there are Yemei Aliyah and Yemei Yerida. There are high parts where you feel wonderful about your service of Hashem with your Shabbos and with your Yom Kippur and with your davening. Everything's flowing beautifully. And then there's the Yemei Asinah or Yemei Yerida, where you don't feel anything. You're going to shul three times a day and it feels mechanical. The feelings aren't there. All of a sudden, Shabbos comes. You used to be so thrilled about Shabbos. And now it feels dead to you. Or even a Yom Kippur, even a Pesach Seder. It could happen and it does happen. And sometimes what Hashem does is He takes away those levels so that you could do your own work and then Hashem gives it to you back later. And that's very common. That in marriage, it applies the same way. It's like the connection between you and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the connection between a husband and a wife. Very often, sometimes, that Hashem pulls away that natural emotional feeling that there will be days that a husband won't feel much for his wife or a wife not for the husband, and that's nothing to be scared about when you sense that. It's not something to be traumatized over doesn't mean you really don't love them or that there's something really wrong in the marriage. No, it doesn't mean that. Very often in the daily routine of ups and downs of the stresses of life, there will be days and even stretches of time, especially when it's stressful, where you won't have those warm feelings and it'll come back after a, a hard work. Now, obviously, if there is a, uh, there is a long period of time where you're both acknowledging, you know, we've been drifting a little bit, and get the help, and you get the help. But again, you don't say the words, I don't love you anymore, when you're trying to express that. All you need to do is simply say, you know something, we feel it's been a rough time, we feel we we both need a little more spark in the marriage, like a reset button, a schatschus, let's work together towards it but not to use the words, I don't love you anymore. Number one, many times in a real fight, they don't really mean it. They're just saying that because they're upset. And number two is, even if they believe that they mean it, because they don't feel that strong feeling inside anymore, 
Very, very often, that's not the case. They truly love each other. But they're going through a time in that Yemeyerida, like we said, where that feeling is buried, is hidden, and it has to be take work and some avoid or some time to pass for it to you know, resurface again. And Baruch Hashem, usually it Baruch Hashem resurfaces again. But to say, I don't love you anymore, is a very hard pill to swallow for the person who is hearing it, the husband or wife who is hearing it, even if they don't mean it. And it's hard even after they come back and apologize. I'm so sorry. You know I didn't mean that. You know that. That was crazy stuff I said because I, I wasn't even thinking. You know, a sincere apology. I wasn't in my right head when I said that. Um, I, I was so emotionally upset about something that I said things I didn't even know what I was saying. And please be Michael me. And they're Michael. And, and the, but still, the, the, the idea of saying something that is so hurtful, so impactful, even though, like I said, 99.99%, they don't really mean it. And, very, and it's not true. But it's very, very hard. So you need to understand, though, is that when it was said, I don't love you anymore. Sometimes it's said because the, you're feeling hurt or betrayed or left out. In other words, like I said, there's a lekatchila. Lekatchila means initially. We're talking in this year of not to use those words ever. Even if there are problems in the marriage and you feel there's a disconnect, you don't use the words I don't love you anymore. You instead use positive words to say we, you know, feel a little somewhat disconnected now. Let's get the help we need to work on the marriage so we could get that connection back again. But and now I'm talking, though, is on the default mode, if it was said. So if it was said in the past, and you look back, hopefully from listening to the share onward, those words will not be said or anything of the like. But if it was said, sometimes it's said because you're feeling hurt or you're feeling betrayed, like I said. You're feeling left out. So they say, I don't love you anymore. What are they trying to say? They're trying to say, you hurt me. You hurt me. Why are you, why, why do you, did you hurt me? Um, and so they say, as a protective defensive mechanism, to say, to, 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 to um, cope with their feeling betrayed or hurt by you, they'll say, I don't love you anymore, to create that distance. The key is, is when you hear this, if you're the recipient of that comment, husband or wife, and you were told, I don't love you anymore, and you sense it's because they, you hurt them in some way, or may have betrayed them, or it's a possibility that you may have betrayed them or hurt them, it's a very important not to react and to be as calm as you can and not go away from them, but go towards them to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that you feel this way. I'm sorry that I ever hurt. That I hurt you. What caused you to say this? And you use that compassionate way to use it. Later in time, you could have a discussion. Real, those words are very hurtful. Even if you're upset, please express it in another, in another more positive way when you're hurt. So I know you're hurt, but not to say those those words. Those words are really, really, really rough. And, 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 and there's no reason to say it. There's no Ellis in saying those words. Because what happens in these situations, it's not that I don't love you. It's the other way around. I love you so much, and that's why I'm so hurt. So I say I don't love you anymore. That's that scenario. 
So that's one scenario of why someone would say, I don't love you anymore. But the Musa Haskell of it, besides not saying it again, is, is that if it was said, or if it did happen, you, you, you sense that perhaps they're saying this because they felt hurt and betrayed, and they love you very much, but because they got hurt, they're putting that distance and they're telling you, I don't love you anymore. And you need not to re- overreact or react in a negative way, but calm down and go towards them with compassion and try to figure out what the problem is and resolve it. Another reason sometimes people say, I don't love you anymore, and this is very, very sad, is emotional immaturity. Children very often grow up in these type of houses where a husband, mother tells the father, father tells the husband all the time, eh, I don't love you anymore. You know? And they say it without even realizing what they're saying. They're saying it without realizing the ramifications of it. And that's very, very true. Some people just say it uh, uh, because they're uh, annoyed or upset, but it's said flippantly. There's, it's said in casual words. First of all, it's a real negative example for children where they, they basically think that their parents just shut off their switch and they don't really... And, and we're talking about parents where really, you know, they do get along, they, they, they li- love each other, may not be the greatest marriage in the world, but to say those things because of emotional maturity and not realizing the ramification of what they're saying. But for them, it's very important to... to um, and, and a lot of this could be because of manipulation. You're mad or whatever it is. So you say, I don't love you anymore. It's just a way to just uh, knock someone off balance, knock their spouse off balance. And the answer for this is to develop a certain clarity a certain hadracha, to educate a person that says this or says these insensitive things that are really, you know, rough to say and to understand how seriously hurtful it is. It's very important, this, because a lot of people, either because of their warped sense of humor or because they've been by too many of these um, sheva brachas that the speakers are not careful how they speak and they really throw these husband-wife jokes to a point where it is harmful, or you've been around people that are very cynical of the whole marriage relationship, or if you're a man and you hear all these women jokes all the time, you know, how they are in, in a negative light, and so that gets projected to your own wife. Women, same thing. They bash, there's a lot of men bashing, so this men bashing becomes husband bashing. Even if he's a good man, she'll, she'll find ways to bash him. So a lot of comments, I'm using, we're talking about the words, I don't love you anymore, but a lot of these comments are said because of emotional maturity that they use this when they're mad or manipulative or just not thinking. There you need really education. You need hadracha. You need to teach people on the proper use of words and how to use it properly and in a healing way. Another time where one would say, I don't love you anymore, and this is more serious, is if a husband or a wife has an anger management problem. They get angry very often, their tempers flare very much, and I will hurt you. And the best way to hurt you is to say that. I don't feel anything for you. I haven't feel, felt anything for you for the long time. I regretted that I married you. And, uh, you know, you're, you're a loser. 
and uh, you know, and I, and I wish I would have never met you. All these terrible words, and within that is saying, I don't love you, or I never loved you, or I haven't loved you for a long time, because of anger. In those cases, there's no question and that, that there is a need for counseling, marriage counseling, couples counseling, that is required, very, very much so, to handle this anger management issue. Uh, because if you're saying these words, I don't love you because of a constant anger, that re- means that you need really this outside help. And that help is needed. And again, like I said, if that drifting or that feeling or the lack of feeling for one and another is there and it's long term already, there's no point and it's very harmful and destructive to say, I don't love you anymore. I never had feelings for you anymore. The better way to approach it is simply to say to each other, when you realize the marriage needs help, we have felt disconnected for a while. And like we said in many earlier shiurim, even in good marriages, or by the way, marriages that seemingly doesn't, don't seem so good right now, but have tremendous potential uh, that you may not even realize what great potential your marriage actually does have, that, that the default mechanism of a marriage, any marriage, is the drifting. If the work isn't put into it, they will drift apart. Those feelings will go get buried deeper and deeper under the surface, so then you'll, the feelings will be blocked, so you'll say, I don't have feelings for you, I don't love you, and so on and so forth. But if even if Chas Shalom it hits a point where you hit that type of stage, then you don't use those wordings. You use always, this is the real key to Shalom Bayis overall, to build the marriage, whether it's going very well, whether it's going so-so, whether it's going even terrible right now. Step number one is to use healthy building words, building blocks of words of healthy, encouraging communication, even with rough things that have to be discussed. So that is why, that even if it's necessary, where a wife or a husband or both of them realize, you know, we, we've been drifting, we've been disconnecting, we don't feel that hergish of ahava, we don't feel that love feeling for each other anymore, and it's been like that for a while, let's talk about it but not in a way to point fingers, you, 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 but to say, you know, together, you know, we've been disconnected for a while, but we, you know, we, we, I know we, we do, you know, love each other. We want the marriage to work and, and for our sakes, for our children's sakes, and let's get that help. Let's go for counseling. Let's get that help and tools to bring that feeling back. So to be Messiah, to summarize what we said in this shir, I said with the words, I don't love you anymore, could be with, I don't have feelings for you anymore, or these type of terrible, it's such an emotional blow for many to say that, to hear that. And like I said, there are many reasons for it, sometimes out of a big machloikis, a fight, which really means not that I don't love you anymore, but I love you so much that you that hurt that you hurt me feels so hurtful that I'm saying this to wake you up, see what you're doing. That's not the right approach. There's other ways to do it, but that's but you a person hearing this needs to sense it and not hit the panic button. So the person who's saying who said it, who has said it in the past, do your best not to say it like that anymore. And the person who heard it and heard it in the past. Realize 
that it's not meant literally. 98.9% or whatever it is, they didn't mean it literally. It's usually said out of a uh, uh, feeling uh, um, anger or feeling betrayed or feeling hurt or because of emotional maturity. If you grew up in a family, this is another thing that's very important that's pertaining to what we're saying now, but it's a very important general um, concept that I want you all to listen to. If the, 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 let's say you, you grew up in a house where your mother and your father, your parents, talk this way often. I don't love you anymore. I have no feelings anymore. You're a nobody or this. A lot of basically emotional abuse going on between a, a, a parents and children grew up in that environment. So very often, unfortunately, it happens that when they themselves, the children themselves, get married, and you people who are listening now may have experienced this in your own homes growing up as children and as teenagers, where your parents did not, unfortunately, respect each other, and they said those words, and sometimes even harsher words, and then sometimes because of lack of awareness, or maybe not um, preparing enough, in chinech of as you're going into the marriage, that you yourself defaulted into those patterns and habits. Your father, when he got mad, mad he used to say to, 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 to your mother, I don't love you, I have no feelings for you, uh, what's wrong with you, you're, you're, you're uh, uh, you know, some, you know, you need psychiatric help, whatever those type of things that they say. So if a person didn't have that chinech or lack that self-awareness, they'll come into marriage using these words that are really bombshell, terrible, damaging words, and they won't even hop because of emotional immaturity or lack of awareness because they grew up with this. What's the big deal? Why is my wife getting so upset or my husband getting so upset that I'm saying this? My parents said, said, said this to each other all the time. But again, this is really the yesite, and I want to tell you all, for all of you, for all of you that had a rough upbringing, if you had either uh, from, uh, you, you lived through where your parents got divorced, or whether they were still married, but they really had a terrible marriage, and there was tremendous, whether physical abuse, emotional abuse, whatever was taking place, whether it's the wife that went through this, whether it was the husband that went through this, what you all need to know is that this is the biggest kibbut ava'im, the biggest honor that you could do for your parents in these situations, is to reverse that trend. And the biggest chesed you could do for your children is to reverse that trend. Here is where the kibbutz of aim has a very unusual connotation. Usually it means you follow their footsteps. In these situations, the biggest kibbutz you could give them is to say, I learned from them a life lesson, whether I liked it or not. It was a very negative experience. But I will learn from this that I will not follow this pattern. I will break this pattern. My children will not suffer the way I suffered. My children will not go through this of my parents telling each other, I hate you, or I don't love you anymore, I don't have feelings for you anymore, I don't know why I married you, this was all a mistake, and all these things, that they will not inflict this harm, not to their own husband or wife that they married, and if it happened till now, it's not happening anymore. And not to, to, to my children. Now is the time to stop it. To break that trend. 
to reverse it. There is Bechira. No matter what your environment was, there is Bechira. Now, if you feel you need outside help with this, to work through it, to learn from people how to talk and how to express and how to communicate, then you have a schivist to go to people to help you with that communication skills that are needed to help you undo these negative patterns. But it is doable. You all have the Bechira to do that. And that is why, and I'm not talking uh, from a whim. I am talking from experience and redoing tremendous research from the Gottman research of 40 years plus and other research to tell you all this, that many of you are in marriages that if they are very, very good, could be even better. And if they, you think it's so-so, it could be great. And even when it's bad right now, it could be even great. But what has to happen is when you zoom in and become more aware, emotionally mature about what needs to change. And one of those things is what we discussed in this year, which is a big, big item of a Noas Devarim. And be careful not to say such words that are such bombshell hurtful words and you don't even realize that they are. Maybe because you're you know, when you certain yeshiva environments, maybe some achanchim talk like that, and maybe your parents talk to each other like that, or your siblings got used to talking like that, or your friends, your contemporaries, a wife has her friends, a husband has her, his friends, and they talk to them as friends, bashing their own spouses about things. You need to reverse that trend. Marriage is a sacred thing. Hashem send them to you. And you could, it could be the biggest bracha in the world. And what we call so-called bad marriages, it's like that bitter water that when you put in that, that what, what Moshe Rabbeinu did, that bitter water became sweet. The tzara, tzadik reish hei, became tzayhar, a light. Tzadik hei reish. The tzara became a tzayhar. The oineg, the nega, Nun Gimel Ayin, the leprosy, became Einig, a pleasure. That is what many, many of you, even if you're experiencing right now that Tzara or that Nega that you may call that marriage you are in, it is reversible, and that's what Hashem does, and that's the Tachlis of life, really, to uproot Yisrena Arm and Achoshech. Halavaydi should not be that Chayshech. Halavaydi should never be that darkness. But if you have the ability to take any negative thing that you're experiencing in your life right now and in your home and in your marriage and with proper skill, proper hadracha, with tefillah, with siyata deshmaya, talking to Hashem to help, realizing like now, some people may not realize, oh, I talk like this all the time. No. Now it's time to reverse that trend, take it seriously, and then the refua, the healing, is, is beyond measure. So just like it says with a Balchuva, and I'll end off with this thought, that a Balchuva could even be on a higher Madrega than a Tzaddik, the same thing over here with many, many, many of the marriages that are wrought with a lot of difficulty because of the things we talked about today and other things, where when it's worked on, it transforms that not only is it better than a marriage that is overall a very good marriage, Baruch Hashem, but it could transcend to be the tremendous, uh, a beautiful thing. And and you think it's impossible because you have these hergation, these thoughts, these emotions. I will never feel about my husband or wife 
in that positive way. It's impossible. It's not impossible. It is not impossible. It, it, it's doable. You read studies on it. You, you speak to professionals about it, how even husbands and wives that disliked each other intensely with the right work and communication skills ended up becoming best inseparable friends. And that is the Tachlis and the Tafkid. That is the Binyan Beis HaMikdash. That is um, a building that third Beis HaMikdash block by block, block by block, and not to lose hope, not to give up. And one of it is what we discussed today, not to use those harsh words that we just talked about and work towards speaking in a more healthy, refined way. Bracha and atzlacha.